This podcast is brought to you by the website of doom.com. Hello and welcome to Aaron Fever Talks 2, episode 8. In this one, which is a, a special uh, double length episode, um, I'm talking to Ken Plume. Um, the reason why it's a special double length episode is because that's what happens when you talk to Ken Plume. Um, he has his own podcast called uh, A Bit of a Chat with Ken Plume. And uh, you know, you'll know you notice similar titles of our podcast. That's not a coincidence. <laughs> but uh, he has a, a habit of having lovely long talks with people. And he does it to me today as well. Uh, I was hoping really hoping against all hope to to keep this one to an hour but it was just never to be um that's how it goes i guess uh out of all the podcasts i've done so far uh on this i i've known ken the longest out of everybody uh, i've known him nearly 10 years now and um it's a unusual relationship that we have but ken pretty much gave me my start on a big website um i was doing a podcast called cabin fever with my friend brian fitzpatrick and he picked us up uh for the uh kevin smith owned quicksupentertainment.com and that's uh, all she wrote really from there and there was no going back after that uh that's why this thing exists uh this thing also exists because of the lovely people of uh, Patreon who have been supporters of me and are backing uh, me monetarily uh, with as little as $1 a month and they have allowed to uh, give me enough money and it's kind of crass to say but they've given me money so that I can pay for uh, hosting costs and such so that this podcast can exist and I thank them very very much from the bottom of my heart because of that. They get this podcast a week earlier than everybody else in the world. So if you want to get in on that action and we have some good guests lined up uh, soon, you might want to get on that. So give give a give a dollar and you will you will not regret it. I I hope. So yeah, this is a fun talk that I have with Ken. Um, like I said, it is uh, nearly two hours. We go through, uh, I try my best to get some information out of him about his past and, and uh, his life uh, before me. Um, but Ken is a very private man. He's very hard to get that information out of. Uh, so it kind of more than anything is just uh, two friends rambling and talking about silliness. And uh, we talk a lot about Dragon Con, which is coming up uh, Labor Day weekend in America. It's on in Atlanta, Georgia. It's the largest fan run convention in America. Um, close to 100,000 people there. Uh, the numbers are always a little bit fudged, so it's hard to give you exact figures, but it's around 100,000 people, let's say. Um, and it's uh, it's madness. It's absolute madness. Uh, I've been doing it for for nearly eight years, and uh, we put on some great shows there. And I encourage you to go, uh, hence why I'm making this intro a little bit longer than usual. But this is a podcast that's a little bit longer than usual, so I hope you'll forgive me. Uh, and let's get on with this thing. Gotta catch them all, Dragon Con. <laughs> I, uh, I have two Pikachus now. I'm very excited about it. Oh, screw you. Have you got none? I've got none, but I am level 20. Oh, yeah, you're much higher. I think I'm level 14. But I've got like 51, I think, now, Pokemon. I was once a child. <laughs> but like out of the 148 or something, that's like pretty good. 
I'm a third of the yeah. way there. I have 194. Oh, I'm sorry. No, that's that's in the. Uh, let's see what's in the Pokedex. Uh, I have caught 77 okay. individual, uh, unique. Yeah, exactly. The, the caught or evolved breeds or enslaved. <laughs> the different breeds of Pokemon. Have you got a purebred uh, Oddish? <laughs> no, I got a couple of mudbloods. <laughs> Wouldn't it be weird that that was the phrase they started using for, like, mutts? <laughs> like I, I would not be surprised if there was a Pokemon called Mudblood. <laughs> that sounds very uh, Pokemon-ish. This is very true. So what is this thing? What is this thing we're doing? This thing, uh, which has begun. Good. Uh, good. I don't um, want to lose that Pokemon riff. No, exactly. Uh, is basically a chance. It's an, We're going to talk for an hour. I'm going to talk about uh, some of the stuff we've done in the past. And then we're going to uh, also plug the things we're doing at Dragon Con this year. Is this a trial? Uh, no, you, no, you will not be judged for this. I mean, the listeners can judge you, clearly. They have. They <laughs> And they have found you guilty of what we don't know. And that's what iTunes reviews are for. <laughs> I find it, because I, here's the problem. I Whenever I try to, because we all do this, we all do the fucking the glory as uh, google search of like who's talking about me never yeah. done that oh yeah sure <laughs> but um i i have the irish itunes account obviously because i'm irish and obviously very few people in ireland are listening to podcasts so i'm i am because you're a self-hating people this is true. Um, we We're not going to support anybody. We lots of us make them, but none of us listen to each other. And uh, but yeah, so it's it's I'm a, I'm aware that I have been reviewed on iTunes in other countries, but I just can't read it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so we can read your iTunes reviews back to you. Yes, yes. Oh, uh, we could do that. I could do that. <laughs> I might do that. <laughs> you'll only do it. I know you. If you'll find a bad one. <laughs> And I would never do that, maybe. Mm, yeah. What's the name of this thing we're on? Uh, Aaron Fever Talks 2. Well, that was nice and simple. Well, I tried to make it easy to find. Let's see. Keep talking. Okay. Uh, well, I'm going to, because I'm actually going to conduct an interview with you, because you do, how many interviews have you done at this point? Like, you know, thousands? Yeah, probably. I haven't really tallied them up in various forms. <laughs> Nor would you probably want to. Um, but yeah, I very rarely do you get interviewed. And when you do, I know with, with you... With purpose. Uh, yeah, you you get awkward when you do get interviewed. Oh, do I? Oh, yeah. I've seen you get proper flustery because you don't want to talk about stuff. <laughs> You're a very private man. Do tell. <laughs> See? You're doing it already. <laughs> I have no idea what you're saying. <laughs> but tell me more. How's well, your day? Uh, yeah, uh, my day was fine. But Ken, let's talk about you while you're right. searching me online. <laughs> it's, very, it's very hot here. How's the weather there? Uh, it is dull, but warm. Uh, dull but warm is that is that is that on the sign at the airport welcoming tourists <laughs> i would assume so ireland it's a dull but warm how long have you been in north carolina now oh 
24 years. Okay, because I know you moved around a lot as a kid, but this is yes. this is this is where you've been the most. Then I would say, then right? Yes, but I don't consider myself from here. Where do you consider yourself from then? I I really just want to hear you say that again. Yeah, I know, I know. I'm desperately trying to get caffeine into me. It's I'm quite. This tired. is late in the day. It's well, it's not late in the day, but it's it's just I'm I'm running on fumes. It's been a crazy couple of weeks. How, but. Why? How many eggs have you hatched? Oh, uh, only one today. It was a two kilometer one today. That's it. Oh, uh, wimp. It's where I got my Pikachu from, though. Really? Eat it. I have hatched so many eggs. And gotten so many shit Pokemon. Um, but, uh, yeah, where do you consider yourself from? Uh, I, I, I really don't consider myself from anywhere. If, yeah. uh, if I were to say what area had the biggest influence, it would be Northern Virginia, Quantico. Oh, okay. I didn't even think you were there. That's where I spent my formative growing up years. Elementary and middle school. Is that is that when I uh, is that is that when the the picture of Kenny Plume was from the wonderful school picture that you showed me? I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> Little Kenny, full of hope. <laughs> Long gone. Long gone. Distant memory. Seems like a whole other person. Because I know I know you went to NYU. And yeah. I know that you uh, were born in Long Island. No. Oh, I thought that's what you told me you were. No. Oh, your parents were from Long Island. Yes. Ah, that was it. So you, where were you born then? I was born in Camp Lejeune, North Carolina. Oh, okay. So you, then you are from North Carolina. No, I am not. That is a military base that is considered federal property, not part of the state that it's in. <laughs> so is it just because like, you don't... You don't uh, I do not identify with the, uh, with the, the culture or have any pride... In this area, but what's what is the big difference between North Carolina and Virginia? I, I would have thought as an outsider that they're pretty similar. Well, this is Northern Virginia. This is is built up, developed right outside of Washington D.C., Virginia. Okay, so it's a a very metro area, right? And, and, the and by way- metro, I mean metrosexual. <laughs> and the but the area you're in now, I thought was close to a city, or are you further out than I thought? No, no, no. This is this is. The eastern half of the state is more rural. Okay, you're in the proper sticks now, then. Near the beach. Oh. Sticks Beach. <laughs> uh, not the band sticks. No, totally by the band sticks. Okay. This is where their van broke down. <laughs> With the uh, the man riding a unicorn on they the were paint not outside. Allowed to leave. <laughs> um, so 20 years there, and you were in NYU. When you came out of NYU, did you go straight to North Carolina then? I, I went back. Okay. Well, I had a failed year at NYU. Okay, okay, okay. I had a single year at NYU. A very expensive, debilitating year at NYU. And what was, what was the failure about it? Was it just the course wasn't for you? or did you just, did uh, not No, like it, the scene? It, it, was, it was a... A confluence of... Poor scheduling for classes. Okay. With the way the system was set up. So I could find very little enthusiasm for the classes that I had, which were not even my fifth or sixth choice for the courses I wanted. So I've started finding extracurricular stuff to do, like going on press events and attending tapings of things. 
when did you when did you join um, Film Force IGN? And that would be two thousand when it launched. Okay, January two thousand. How time scale? Because uh, excuse me here for not uh, doing the, the maths of when you were in college and when that happened. How f- how far? That was during the first internet bubble. <laughs> <laughs> when skies were golden. But were you out of college long at that point? Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. Because uh, so what? What did you fill your time with in between? Oh, odds and ends. <laughs> you are. I swear to God. <laughs> I'm gonna get at least twenty. I am making you work for this. Yeah, I'm gonna make get at least twenty minutes of actual autobiographical information out of you before we go into plugging shit, which I know you're comfortable in. <laughs> am I? Well, you're more comfortable. See, this is the thing, and this is something about you. You're very happy to plug other people's stuff. I am, but you're not so comfortable about plugging your own stuff even because even when you like advertise even the podcasts that you do with celebrities and stuff like that you don't you don't push it as much as a lot of people do online let's say put it that way i do not so Uh, i tend to find it doesn't matter one way or the other do you i don't know about that though i mean i i find there is a a connection between the people who are most uh, work savvy or promotional savvy, and you know, and their, and their, and their audience. But you have an audience, I suppose. I mean, you have quite a nice Twitter following. I do. I have a, a respectable amount of people who have decided to stick around, or have just forgotten that they follow me. <laughs> God love those bots. <laughs> Oh no! I've been through so many bot purges. I'm assuming it's been winnowed down. The what do you you because you don't? I find you you're tweeting less these days because you were a big proponent of Twitter when it first kind of started. You were super into it. Am I? I you you you're maybe you're just sleeping when I do. No no no! I'm noticing definitely a a because certainly the political tweets are are. Yeah, you'll jump on a fast and furious. Yeah, you'll jump on a live tweet bandwagon. Like if there's yeah. an Oscar show on, or if there's uh, the RNC that just passed, that's uh, my jam. <laughs> if you can spread existential dread, you'll jump for it. I like a good reactionary tweet. <laughs> but how do you? Because I know a lot of people are complaining about Twitter lately, about just about how the atmosphere on it seems to have changed from the early days. Have you noticed that? Well, I mean, as the user base expands for anything, you're going to have a toxic element come into it just by nature of humanity. Have you- and Twitter is not exactly a platform that is proactive when it comes to eliminating toxic elements. No, no, as uh, Leslie Jones proves uh, very recently. Yes, so it's, uh, you know, it's it's if you're using the platform, then there are certain things that you should do, and they have the ability to enforce those behaviors uh, or stop those certain behaviors from happening. Yeah, you, know, you can you can be critical without being harassing. But how is how is your time on it been? As have you found it mostly positive, or have you gotten your own fair share of weirdos and creeps? Uh, occasionally they've popped up, but not anything to the extreme of 
some of the ones that we've seen. I mean, I you know I certainly have not gotten a a massive wave of attack against me. Yeah. Although I tend to be at least somewhat uh, self conscious about the stuff that I tweet. Yeah, you don't you don't really push. Uh, you you're a fence walker sometimes. And I'm not a drinker. So, <laughs> a lot of that errant tweeting is just something that uh, I'm not uh, susceptible to. <laughs> there is. I have. I just. Uh, have you? Have you drunk twat? A drunk, past tense. Drunk, drunk, drunk twatters. Um. I, I. What I used to do for a while, and I've stopped doing it since. Um. Be, mainly because I'm getting drunk less. But uh, oh, I, you old man. I know it's happening. It really has happened. The 30s have affected me. Um, but I, when I used to walk home, because you know I always lived within walking distance from town, so it would be like a twenty-minute walk home from the pub. Uh, and if I was drunk and I was bored, which I used to be quite, so it was long, enough time to sober up to remember where your keys were and how to operate a door. Yeah, and eat the the fish and chips that I bought on the way. Um, I would I would have a a hashtag drunk Aaron Q and A. Uh, where people could ask me stupid shit and I would answer it um, often than not in a weird way because I was tipsy. Um, and that was fun. So all of this stuff because of Twitter. So if I type in the hashtag Drunk Aaron. Yeah, I think it's Drunk Aaron's. I think there's an S. Drunk Aaron. or Because you were drunk? Possibly. Or it's Drunk Aaron Q&A. I don't know which one it is. Well, it's not Drunk Aaron's. It, now this, I don't know, because Twitter like, kind of gets rid of tweets after a year. And I'd say it's been at least a year since I've done it. No, well, you need to remember what this hashtag is. <laughs> Hold on. Oh, it's Aaron's Drunk Q&A. This just really proves how drunk you were. <laughs> it's like Aaron is drunk, but it's Aaron. Q, did you spell out Q&A? Q and A? Yeah, I think so. Got so many wasted letters. I listen. <laughs> I'm, not, uh, I'm aware this was a bad idea. <laughs> let's see. I would do an Aaron's drunk Q and A right now, but all my answers would be primal screams. Oh, yeah. That last. I just pissed in someone's garden. By the way, I'm not proud of myself. <laughs> very, yeah, very much. That's the thing I wrote. <laughs> Uh, I'm home. Ireland got a good result. I'm pissed. I have 73% batter, batter left. Uh, let's do this. So what, were you making a cake? Um, what was the date on that? <laughs> that was 2013. You were oh, a much younger man then. I was a much younger man, yeah. Um, I've no clue. Absolutely no clue. Tell your friends I'm giving out gold right now. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, so the yeah. first one that I see is from 2012, okay. which is "I'm home. I've been drinking. Let's Twitter." That, in a weird way, is, is more coherent than I was expecting it to be. <laughs> Does it feel like uh, almost to the day? We're uh, less than a month out. Mm. Four four years ago. Yeah, I was I was a mere boy in his twenty uh, eighth year on this earth. <laughs> still feeling, still feeling like the future was ahead of you. Yeah, still been able to hold down Jägermeister. 
the hair was what at least a half an inch further forward on your scalp uh yeah at least (laughs) (laughs) do you feel time creeping back (laughs) (laughs) um the, the 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 hairline isn't so bad it's the it's the it's the face that's the the wrinkles and the sagginess is starting to to really is, hurt is me. Is that what's annoying you? That's that's starting to hurt me. Yeah. So genetically, what is your future hold? Um, not how does mu- your father look? Not much different hair wise. Uh, he's so it's probably stabilized. It's yeah. It's it's it might make us make a slight more of a V, but that's about it. Um and uh yeah no he's aged all right he's sixty four sixty five sixty yeah sixty four um and uh he's holding up okay he's a much shorter man than I am as well though so I don't know how much of the genetics carry over yeah further to fall are you a, a, a is he shorter and more compact because you're a very long person. <laughs> uh, I'll be sh- you, ha- you you have a long face, okay. Meaning, you know your your facial makeup. You're 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 a long. I have a compressed face. Mine is more oval shaped. Yours is is. This is true, and you. And I mean, even before and after the the weight loss, you you've you've always had a round face. Yes. Um. I I am much more uh, pointy. So if you don't play it right, you you could get into hangdog territory. <laughs> what are we doing now? <laughs> well, I mean, I used to when I had the long hair, I had the Beatles mopped up. Uh, I was told several times, and I kind of saw pictures where it was eerie, uh, looked like a young George Harrison. So um, if uh, if I age as well as him. Uh, that'll be pretty good. Obviously, without you know the stabbing and stuff. What is the yeah? Well, I mean that's not a function of age. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm reaching sixty. It's time for the stabbing. <laughs> what is the thing you most fear about aging? What what's the what's the aspect you don't interview- want? No 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 no! no, 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 no it's, it's too late. The tables you're have turned. Not, no, you're not interviewing me. This is not. Do you happening. see how quickly you lost it? <laughs> I allowed it for a little while, but I'm. You stopping allowed it nothing. Now. You have to answer my question. <laughs> no, I don't. What yes, I ha- you do. What I can do is turn around back on you because the you- audience wants resolution. Because what are you? Four years older than me. <laughs> How old are you now? I'm 32. Uh, no, older than that. Six years? Older than that. Really? That much? You haven't hit 40 yet. No. So Can you, you do math? You're 39 then? Yes. Okay. I still think you're that much older than me. Um, well, I guess I carry it well. You do. The gray is coming in. When did the gray start coming in? The gray has actually gone back out. What? Uh, I, when I was a lot heavier, I was a lot grayer. That is, I did not know that had an effect on it. Well, go back and look at photos. Uh, well, you know, I think eating a little better. You know, maybe I was killing myself in so many ways. (laughs) (laughs) How, like, okay, because we... Maybe the body was just like, fuck it, I'm giving up on this too. The weight loss journey started, I'd say, what, two years ago? No. Three? 
2012. Okay, okay, so four. Well, 2012 now. Um, um, but it, like the I think- so the first time it would have been a significant difference would have been when you saw me in 2013. For that Dragon Con. Yeah, so you would have had a good year at it by that at that point. Yes. Okay. And do you think I you, think it was March, March of twenty twelve. And I remember I remember at stages like I think last year I was kinda like, Well, you must be happy you're at an ideal weight and you're like, I'm not at my at my ideal weight yet. Uh do you think that you've stabilized now or are you still dropping? No, no. It it uh, the the winter and some mild depression, it it went up a little bit. Okay. Uh but now Pokemon Go. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, 120 degree temperatures. That'll do it. Are you still wearing that red fucking coat? Yes, I am. We can. In that weather, you're going to... Because you, for people who don't know, Ken has a... It's a very nice coat. It is a very nice fleece coat that Ken has. It's red. Uh, if you've seen pictures of it from Dragon Con, you've probably seen pictures of it. It's very nice. But you tend to wear it when it's still roasting hot, and you—I understand the want to to wear a top, a full-length top, a, a long-sleeve top. Um, but surely you can get one that's not that warm. Sure, you can get a lighter material one. Because yes, a, a lighter material does not accomplish the goal that the jacket is there for. Or are you are you trying to dra- drag the sweat out? No. No, it is. It is a. Uh, I've I've written about this online. You've read these things. I I know, but it's it's. I've I feel like you that can has still, not changed. I feel like you can still accomplish the same things with a different material. For so so anyway, to finish the story, Ken went to Disneyland. Disney um, World. Disney World. Sorry, I don't know the difference. Um, and you just insulted Dana. I know. Well. Fuck it. I, of all the things I can insult him on, that is the one I don't care about. Um, and it's the one I care about! <laughs> the So you went to, uh, to Disney World yes. and you fainted, essentially. I, a little more than fainted. Well, okay, you went unconscious for a bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I had, a, I had a, a loss of consciousness. Yes. Now, was I had that, an episode. Was that not a warning to you? <laughs> no, that was just a warning to hydrate. Okay. Uh, and more so than hydrate, electrolytes. Because you can drink all the water in the world, but if you're not replenishing electrolytes, then it really doesn't matter, I've also found. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's why the Gatorade is back in your life. Uh, Powerade Zero. Oh, Okay. No calories, because uh, otherwise you're just, I mean, you're essentially just drinking sugar water. Yeah. Um, now know. you're just drinking weirdly chemically colored water What's, with electrolytes. Is is blue your favorite color? I really don't mind any of the colors. Yeah. Uh, I tend to avoid the urine yellow one. Because <laughs> you'll see it later. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the color you're trying to avoid. <laughs> If you're well hydrated. Um, now, you're, you haven't followed a specific diet with that, have you? No. It was just, no. it was just generally just watching what you're eating. Uh, portion. Okay, portion control. Yeah. Okay. 
And so, like, what, what's the, like, because for people who don't know, it's very, I mean, impressive and inspiring. Like, you've lost, I'm, I know it's over 300, right? Yeah, about 350. 350. 350 pounds, which is. So that's what, like, four of you? Um, two of me. At one point, that was probably four of you. <laughs> At one point, it was three, possibly, yeah. I remember a much bean polier. <laughs> Aaron, as we've spoken about, the thirties have hit. Have hit. Um, well, it's not like you've chunked out. I mean, you essentially you you've attained uh, adult muscle mass. Yeah, well, I, I do have a slight. I mean, a tiny, tiny paunch in my belly, but you know that's. Uh, I think I'm the only it, person who's noticing it. That's a warning sign. It is. Oh, trust me. Um, I've stopped. I've every all my uh, sugary drinks have turned to zero sugar drinks. Are you worried about that? See, I I was never thin, so I had no concept of what that was. Do you fear going the other direction? Um, it's not even so much because I know with my metabolism, I'll never get like big, big. Um, you, no, don't, don't ever, don't, no, you're getting older, don't ever think that. Uh, well, no, it's just, it's not even in my family, there's like, there's not really anybody like You that. know, just because it's not like that either, <laughs> don't be the one that goes, but I thought it wasn't gonna happen. Well, my, my thing is, is just, uh, because, it, and this is such an Irish thing, uh, although I'm sure like every other country has it, but it's just, you know, being here, you see it a lot, is the beer belly that people have is that like their their general body is not big it's it's you know quite a normal if not small size but they just have the bloated belly because you know of and the hollow face yeah it's like it's a disproportionate uh proportion and um that's a i've always feared that uh, so having the little punch in my belly is that is that's what i'm obsessing over because um that's the one thing i don't want to get I don't mind if I generally get bigger because, you know, it's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm coming from nothing. So <laughs> that's yeah, fine. But don't, don't think that. Stay at nothing. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. It's just that uh, I've, I've been able to go years with eating whatever, whatever I want. Um, oh, lucky. What's, what's the hardest thing? Like, because do you have you cut out air, like certain things entirely, or you, like are you just keeping it to I'm going to have only a small bit of that and thing? Yeah, no, I think it fluctuates. Okay, like I said, there's been some slippage uh, in recent months, but I've I've gone back from that path. Yeah, and is it is it the sweet things that you lean on when you when you kind of splurge? No, no, it tends to be fast foody things just for convenience. Oh, okay. Because I know you have a, su- a sweet tooth. I mean, you love chocolate snacks. <sighs> Not to extremes. No, but like, I mean, you've delighted before in chocodiles, in Jaffa Cakes. Yeah, well, the, the Jaffa Cakes are, are different. I mean, how can you not? <laughs> uh, and that's that's more, you know, I don't really... It's more the, the, the jammy interior the, the of the Jaffa Cake and the cakey part than the chocolate that really right well there's actually very little chocolate on it yeah i mean it's it's a hint yeah but it's still it's it's a sweet snack still though um do you you i know part of part of your love for jaffa cakes is just that they're british and you can't really get them in the states and i know everyone knows that there's an an exotic quality to yeah there's you're an anglophile um i am 
can you remember the uh, we're not even going to discuss that accent um can we uh, I am can you can you remember the first British thing that you got into Faulty Towers it was a Faulty Towers okay because most people say Monty Python no I remember Faulty Towers on PBS before Monty Python Monty Python there's a bizarreness to it that can be off-putting to a child yeah it's very much a, a college show I feel Whereas Faulty Towers, yeah, a lot of people getting hit by frying pans and branches. <laughs> and yeah. people with funny There's accents. a slapsticky Three Stooges aspect. Yeah. To Faulty Towers. A lot uh, of physical comedy. And so is that what you leaned on? Did you look down and start looking for more physical comedy or did you just look for anything no, else I that just you could sort find? Of expanded my scope. Uh, you know, I think the first Monty Python thing I ever saw was Holy Grail at a friend's house. You know, and it's a gateway drug. All those things, and you you seek out, you know, the uh, the PBS viewings, or you rent the VHS tapes from Blockbuster. Yeah, because I was gonna say it's it was harder back then to find these things when there was no internet. Yeah, no YouTube, no torrents. Yeah, uh, it was much much harder, much more of an accomplishment. Basically, then all you could get into was what Doctor Who, Faulty yeah, well, Towers. Are you being served? <laughs> uh, I'm thinking what uh, keeping up appearances. Oh yeah, is also another PBS standby that a friend of mine was really really into and got me into. Hyacinth bucket bouquet, bouquet. darling. Yes, <laughs> the tea is silent. Uh. Which also, uh, what, Rose, her sister Rose, no, what was, Daisy, her sister Daisy's husband, Onslow. Yeah. And the ca- county that I live in is Onslow. So oh. there was, uh, you know, how the mind makes connections. Yeah, yeah, no, trust me, I know. I Every, every blonde character as a kid, uh, you know, was suddenly my favorite. <laughs> uh, and now every aging blonde child actor. <laughs> Macaulay Culkin's going to make a comeback, you guys. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, how many? How often do you get called Draco? Oh, not as much anymore. But I think people have forgotten. Why, about he's him he's aging him. right along with you. Yeah, but a few people have forgotten about him quite a bit. Now that oh, he's, he's on, he's on, a, he's he's on, on Flash. He's going to be on Flash, isn't yeah. he? Yeah, now that he's on that, I might get it more again. Yeah, I get. I basically get totally look like every skinny blonde guy. Uh, I get Russell Howard. I get a bunch of others. Um, Didn't you get mistaken for Tom Felton at a Dragon Con? I did. I did. When you were both in attendance? Yeah, I came out out of an elevator and uh, holding a box and a kid jumped up and said, Tom! And I'm like, who? (laughs) And he was like, you're Tom Felton, right? I'm like, no. (laughs) Why did you do that? Because I genuinely didn't know who Tom Felton was. Um, and it was only when I got back to the room and I asked people who that was. They said, like, it's, it's, it's Draco Malfoy. And I'm like, oh. Yeah, it was after that that we got into Tom Felton's excellent music. Does which, he still do the music? I haven't looked. Uh, I, I, I admit, th- I haven't kept it with it. We should have. We should have, no. But I, I followed his YouTube uh, music channel, which is Felt Beats, for anybody who wants to look it up. And trust me, you want to look it up. Uh, and uh, no. It dude. also sounds like bad touching. <laughs> Felt Beats. <laughs> but, uh, is, it all, is it all one word, Felt Beats? I haven't looked in so yes, long. Yes, it's, it's all one word. But yeah, the only other person... Active, oh, five years ago. Yeah, exactly. 
That's that's when we fell in love with it, Ken. Why did he give up the dream? Because uh, he wanted to be taken seriously for his golf. Um, but he... Hawaii out now, everyone. Go to YouTube and listen to Hawaii <laughs> by Tom Felton. Because that is a young actor blowing through cash. Obviously had a vacation, learned to play guitar, and thought he was also going to have a singer songwriter career. Yeah, but sound weirdly like Chaz and Dave. <laughs> oh, what are the lyrics? I remember there's rum and coke in there because I guess he was drinking too. Because yeah. he's an adult. Yeah, you, you know, sexy pictures with his shirt off, getting drunk. It's the usual child actor way. I gotta admit, the one I respect the most is Rupert. Yeah. All those Potter actors, the one that's just like, my own drum, I'm going to buy me an ice cream chuck, live the dream. <laughs> you he can go he, to Broadway, you can go to college, I'm going to get an ice cream chuck. He did try and make a couple of films, though. He did, but he's never, he, he always strikes me as just sort of, eh, I'll roll with it, I got cash, I'm in no hurry, I got nothing to prove. Yeah. I'm going to enjoy myself, I'm going to put a big slide in my house. And he doesn't do many conventions either. He didn't do any conventions. No. I didn't do any. Has he done any over there? Uh, I mean, I, I haven't paid attention to any of the English ones, but he hasn't done any Irish ones, for that's for sure. I mean, he doesn't. I mean, you know, neither does Radcliffe or Watson, so. No, but Felton. None, none of the trifecta. Felton is a whore for it. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, he gets to go to Pity Pat's porch and leave his 8x10 behind. <laughs> 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 uh, anyway, what I was saying before, before we got sidetracked. We didn't get sidetracked. We did get sidetracked. We went on walkabout. Yeah, this is what happens whenever you're on in a call. Hawaii. Yeah. Um, when was the first Dragon Con that you did? 2001. Right, so this is your 15th year. Sadly, it is. Yeah, this is an anniversary. We should be celebrating that somehow. Uh, yeah, I might actually attend. <laughs> when mentally, physically, he's always there. Uh, but I don't know. <laughs> when, there have been years. What made you go that year? What was what brought you down there? John Robinson. Okay. Who AKA you, Widget Walls. Who you had met how long before that? A year before that at uh, San Diego Comic-Con, because we were all part of that uh, golden age of uh, movie websites he was working for coming attractions and you were still at film force at that point uh yes how long were you with them i just launched uh six years six years wow and did you go straight from that to quick stop yes i did okay that's a big that's a step up like you know from being a contributor to a you know uh editor-in-chief yeah it was it was a nice job offer how did that come about? I interviewed uh, Kevin Smith, and uh, we seemed to uh, get along well enough. And uh, he invited me to, uh, when I was uh, heading to L.A. on a trip the following month, he invited me to stop by the office to see uh, the, I guess was rough no it was it was near final cut of uh clerks 2 oh wow okay and so i was there in the little screening room at the view office 
and afterwards started throwing out ideas for guerrilla marketing for it, just apropos of nothing, because that's how I am. Uh, just I had ideas, I threw them out, and we started conversing more, and then uh, about a 40-minute discussion on the front porch uh, of the offices after which he offered me the job of taking over what at that point was still called movie poop shoot. Yes. <clears throat> which was a name I was not comfortable with. <laughs> well, it was a name that Kevin had come up with. And uh, well, I mean, it was a joke name. Yeah. It was for, for Jay and Silent Bob. Yeah. Strike back. And uh, then it became a real website after being a joke. But it was a name that made it a somewhat uphill battle when you're approaching publicists and studios and companies for coverage. It's very difficult to be taken seriously. I'm sure if you said, hi, I'm Ken from moviepoopshoot.com. Never had to do that. There was never. never <laughs> I'm, As you, part of the conversation, uh, we rechristened uh, the site. The uh, so quicks up uh, entertainment that happened in. I'm gonna say uh, I was. What age 2006. was I? Two thousand six. That's ten years ago. Wow. And within a yeah, year, so you were you were what uh, fresh out of college. Uh, 2006, I was my last year of college, I think. Yeah. So, future was still ahead of you? <laughs> and a year later. Uh, you had, what, aspirations? What, you were going to go into film? Yeah, look how that turned out. <laughs> well, I mean, you still take pictures. <laughs> I have I have a vlog. <laughs> you have a degree. I don't. I have a, I have... I have a certificate. A, what do you have? I have a I have a certificate, and I have a semi. Because I I say I semi have this because I did the course, and they have referred to me as an alumni of the course, but I technically never got my diploma from it. I was supposed to have a higher national diploma from it, but I never handed in my final project because I went to Africa to make a documentary and uh, never handed it in. What, what is this documentary? I haven't heard of this. Um, oh, I've told you about it before. No, you haven't. Okay. Look at you trying to get more info out of me instead of you. All right. Um, it's working. I know. Well, only because <laughs> you know I'm a whore to talk about myself. I know. <sighs> But yes, uh, I, I know my prey. Yeah, you do. Uh, I made a documentary uh, for two weeks. Uh, I directed it uh, in Zambia. Uh, we followed a bunch of 16-year-old kids uh, from Dublin who fundraised to go over and work in a AIDS hospice and uh, a drop-in centre for street kids and um, for two weeks. And we went over and filmed their experience and thought that we were badasses because no one had ever done that in the college and the college gave us like their equipment to go do it so we thought we were super cool and then we came back and we couldn't get anything done with the footage and uh, I never... What do you mean you couldn't get anything done? Well, I mean, the footage wasn't great, you know. Um, We bit off more than we could chew and I don't think I'm necessarily great at directing documentaries. 
um and then uh so we were we had like 18 hours of documentary footage that we wanted to try and get edited into an hour-long documentary and we were hoping to get a a a company to to buy the product from us and all we were asked them to do was not they didn't have to give us money just have to pay for the editing of the product and get it done right and nobody was willing to do that so um was that supposed to be your final project that was supposed to be my final project yeah where's all that footage now um i have a couple of tapes of bef- before we went over to zambia um and then most of the tapes so all are, the boring bits all the boring bits and then most of the tapes are with uh the producer of the documentary um one another student in the class with me who in fairness to him like you know he bungled up most of the money for us to get there so uh he deserves to have those tapes but um yeah, so by yeah. not just just because it's obviously a cultural uh language divide so by bungled where we would think that would mean screwed up bungled you mean raised the money he managed Got to scrape the he managed to scrape it together yeah okay um i think i'm i'm probably using the wrong term but it's like if you bung something into like an envelope but anyway anyway let's let's okay. I don't know we're all learning here <laughs> That was uh, the thing you did, what, word a day? <laughs> word a week. <laughs> word a week. Still, I knew you learned words. Still doing it. Uh, so, I mean, so he never turned in the project? It was just supposed to be count as his project as well? Does he have no degree? Yeah, well, we were the did first. You, did you leave his enemies? Well, we don't talk anymore, but that's separate. Um, but we, uh, everyone who involved, I think two. The I want to see a documentary that you guys make about putting together the documentary in order to get your diplomas. <laughs> Where you two reunite. Listen, we'll get Terry Gilliam to do it. He knows all about the this shit. Together. We'll call it the Hammy Factor. Oh, um, come on! We can do this. We can get you that degree. Will they still give it to you if you turn in your final project? A final project? Well, they would have done that as in 2005. But, <laughs> or but you don't know now. It's, it's we're gone past. I don't care anymore. It's, it's not. It's no. No, no, no. This is beyond you now. No. Now this is an idea that the world is putting forward. <laughs> Everyone listening to this, if we want to help Aaron get his diploma, hashtag, uh, was it, uh, Sober Aaron's Q and A, sure. Or Aaron's sober Q and A. There we go. Aaron sober. Yeah, that's it. Um, We're gonna get this for you. Much better grammatical sense. Have uh, you digitized the footage you have? Uh, no, because they're on uh, mini DV and beta uh, d- d- DV um, tapes, so I don't have a, a tape deck. I bet now, with all of the experience you had under your belt. You I don't can probably want to. cobble something together. I don't want to. I really don't want to. I don't want to go back to that. It'd be depressing. What? What aspect of it would be depressing? It would be. It's just a step back. It's just something I did over ten years ago. You know, it's it's not something I'm looking to go back to to take a look at anymore. I mean, I know I film didn't film a great. So I mean, the footage I'd be working with isn't wouldn't be ideal anyway. So you gonna um, leave it to your kid to put together? Sure. <laughs> I'll leave, I'll leave it to my Pikachu to put it together um, because Pikachu will be around a lot longer than I will. Dad, Dad, I finished your film. <laughs> um, I'm sure you have 
similar what ifs i'm sure you had projects that you thought you were gonna start and make and it never happened yeah life yeah um, yeah see yeah but you did finish a movie you finished uh milius yeah that was that was very clunky but yeah sure that's a transition i'm trying my best here to get you off me <laughs> i i am training you <laughs> This is a training montage. <laughs> the Eye of the Tiger. Let's talk about Milius. Uh, Milius was a documentary. Yes. On the filmmaker John Milius. Yes. And uh, produced? I produced. Uh, and it's uh, bittersweet. Why is it bittersweet? Because uh, we kind of got fucked on the deal for it. So... It exists. It's great that it exists. I think the final product is great. Uh, the uh, it is, and I've watched it. I actually watched it on film four um, over here in in the UK and Ireland, and it was it was really good. It was a very watchable documentary. I enjoyed the hell out of it. Zach Knutson did a great job putting it together. Uh, it uh, you know it's just all the stuff that after it. Yeah. You know, so he's, uh, I, I try not to think about it. You had a uh, warning, though, because you're very close with the Mystery Science Theater guys, and they got fucked similarly over the years. No, there there was certainly an awareness. I mean, you don't make documentaries to make money, so it was never going to be that. Yeah. Oh. Uh, but... Uh, <sighs> There's not a lot I want to talk about on that thing. <laughs> it, uh, it just sort of, it's there. You know, go go watch it. I let it stand on its own. But beyond that, it's... So you think that would sour you against, like, producing a documentary again? No. I mean, you live and learn. Did you, enjoy, did you enjoy the experience of it? I, I largely enjoyed the experience of okay. it. It was, it was a... It was like a scavenger hunt because to try and lock all of the participants in. Because again, it's it's you do you jump into things, and this is not a negative thing. This is this is an impressive thing. Is that like you kind of you jump head first into very large projects. I mean, you went from you know being a a, a writer, a content uh, producer, and at a at a website to running one, um, and didn't you, go so well. <laughs> it went pretty well. It was a successful well, website for its, for the time it was. Quick Step was not really successful. Quick Step, it, it was an odd situation making that transition because uh, I don't think I was terribly adept. At, I was really good at doing my own things okay. and encouraging, you know, there, it was a, a, a lot of the pre-existing content providers for the previous site had moved on because well you would you would know this more than I since you were a fan of the site and in the forums yeah. but there was a fair length of time that that site sat unattended and yeah. without updates or content uh, because the previous editor had gotten a better job and went off to that in fact now I think he you know he's a 
big uh, honcho at IDW. Yeah, he's uh, he's I don't know if he's the editor in chief there, but he's he's very high up. Yeah, yeah. So you know he's he went on to a much better thing. But the site will lay fallow for quite a long period of time. You know, an ice age in internet time where readers move on, contributors move on. So when he come back in. You know, you're you're trying to attract people for a site that, you know, was not paying for content. Right. So the incentive that you were giving them was eyeballs, which is, you know, it's awkward to do that sort of exchange for content anyway. Yeah, I mean, you did have a, a jewel in your crown in the fact that you that's where Smodcast was first hosted. Yeah, but that didn't come till... A year later, after the, you know, the site version of the site uh, just sort of foundered along. Yeah, it didn't have a massive hook. There was nothing that, you know, until that popped up, and eventually that was spun off to its own site. You know, there was not a huge hook that were pulling people into the site. What would so you? What would, would you have done differently? Or could you have done anything differently? Oh, I think you could always do things differently. In hindsight. What that would have been, I don't know. But he hasn't given you the the uh, the urge to want to do it again. No, you know, I, I think I'm trying to focus on less on hurting cats. <laughs> it is a is it is an awful thing to have to try and do. <laughs> it, it is it, well, you know, so. particularly when. No, if there's no financial obligation tying someone to it, then, you know, at a certain point, they can always just go fuck off. Yeah. So you can't, in good conscience, hold anyone to anything. Yeah, it is. It is a like it is a tough thing to, and and that was the thing. It was always something I found because you know I. I had written stuff for websites, you know, uh, when I was 18. Like, you know, this is a long time ago now. Um, yeah, and you're still excited by the idea of doing that. I still I still do it, um, but I do it... I, I recognize now, because back then there was always that dream of when you were doing it, it was going to get you into a point where you were going to be doing it for a living. Um, ha! Yeah, I've long gotten over that idea. Um and now I just that do delusion. It. Now I just do it because I enjoy doing it, and I know probably nobody's going to read it, and it's not going to go anywhere. But I just enjoy writing it because I enjoy writing. Um, but it was definitely I think everybody you know because I was we you picked myself up, and for anybody who doesn't know, I got my podcasting stars at Ken's website. Ken heard our kind of demos, so to speak, and asked us to to host them on on Quick Stop. Mistake uh, I'll never make again. Yeah, you're, you've been stuck with me for nearly ten years since. Oh, um, you were such a puppy dog. <laughs> what do you mean was? Um, oh, you, 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 you've become far more jaded over the years. <laughs> I, I'm trying to figure out what year you broke when you snapped. Oh God, I've had several snaps. Uh, when, when you know it was no, the enthusiasm would no longer carry you through things. <laughs> <laughs> and you started seeing the world for what it was. 
but uh, I remember when you know we went on there and we kept thinking like, oh great, we're like we're gonna you know get sponsors and we're gonna you know uh, get picked up ah. and like yeah, it just it just and we were like, oh we could use this as experience to try and like apply to a radio station and all these stupid ideas that you have when the the podcasting community was in its infancy and because um, it really was at that point in 2007 there was little to no celebrity podcasts so it was like the folks of the likes of ourselves making them no i would say probably the one thing i would give him on that because certainly he wasn't the first there were you know other podcasts that are longer running yeah gervais and stuff um well i mean gervais was a radio show that was turned into a podcast so it did not originate this as a true. podcast yeah this is true you know, he essentially just transferred platforms on what they were already doing. Yeah. But I think as far as originating as a podcast, the highest, the biggest name was probably Kevin. Yeah, but he was always kind of uh, connected to what was happening online. Like, you know, his forums were one of the first kind of really popular forums. Oh, as, as, well. far, as, as far as community engagement online. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he was one of the the earliest to embrace that and create a a dedicated website and forum to personally interact long before Twitter or Facebook or any other way of posting and delivering information. You know, he was he was down there in the trenches. I mean, I wasn't, you know, I gosh, I can't uh no, we probably weren't around this slight before I was hired maybe even that uh I even went into the Viewskew forums. Um but I'm assuming that you ventured in there. Well, when I first saw them, they were the the snake sort of forums, you know, when they were like linked, like a bit like Reddit is. Yes. Um, and I f- nested the nested forums. Yeah, I find I find them difficult to navigate, be- or want to navigate. Is the reason why I don't like I don't go to Reddit myself. I don't have an account there. Um, but it was re- it was really the movie poop shoot forum that uh, I got into you know um myself so that was kind of my but even then that was a big community then as well and again it was off the back of a kevin smith uh thing um but yeah so it's just kind of uh it's it's weird like i think now everyone knows what they're getting into when they go online i don't think that same false delusion of where it could go or what it can get you uh is around anymore for people oh i don't know I think that it, kids today, it's it just transitions to whatever the new platform is. You know, I mean, I think the there's the YouTube phase and what. Now you have the you know they had the Instagram phase and the Snapchat phase. You know, everyone I think just transfers where they think they're going to hit it big on. Yeah, I suppose there'll always be kids that aren't as jaded as us, Aaron. They're <laughs> coming up all the time. I guess I just I just feel like now it's you it's it's hard to not realize because it's all it's so celebrity dominated like that was the thing i mean like if i i never thought i was going to make a tv show because celebrities made tv shows um but i thought like you know i could do something online because celebrities weren't there it was just us weirdos and so i thought i could like you know be a fish in a small pond um whereas now i think you know, I I would assume kids would go and look online and look at you know all these celebrity podcasts and not think that their little podcast is going to beat them. Um, I'd like to think they're that smart. You were a kid, you know better than that. Yeah, probably. 
They all have their dreams. <laughs> and all it takes is a few of them to become successful for us to be even more embittered. Oh, yes. Uh, speaking of, um, Dragon Con. So. Well, we, that was a transition. Yeah, I've stopped. I've given up now at this point. We're an hour in, and uh, you you got plenty. No, <laughs> I want. You to, should be happy. I I will never be happy, Ken, because you just won't let me in to your fuzzy, cold. This from, from the increasingly aging elder man <laughs> who. Spent an entire convention desperate for a hug. Ah, uh, I got it though. I got that hug from you. And you you secretly wanted to give me that hug the whole time, but you were just holding out so you could be pow- you could hold power over me. I knew to make you want it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I did my first Dragon Con with you in two thousand and eight, which makes this year my eighth Dragon Con with you. Um, you've Sorry. been doing it since uh, you've been doing it for 15 years so you've been doing it twice as long as me uh, give or take math yeah <laughs> happy times when did you first get to program a panel when was the first time that you got to design a panel design a panel yeah the, maybe you, you got to maybe book as, it maybe as soon as the second year oh really well it was you know uh, John uh, Widget uh, and I collaborated and when I came back we would put things together uh, panels as subset of the X track because that was where we had flexibility to just throw things out can you remember so, what that first panel was oh no no <laughs> they all they all blend together probably uh, a Doctor Who show John, John probably no it wouldn't have been Doctor Who then because Doctor Who hadn't relaunched yet Okay. No one was talking about Doctor Who except for the the Die Hard Bunker Boys. Well, the Die Hard Bunker Boys is Dragon Con's. Um, I know, bread but and we, butter. you know, but but you know, I wasn't. You know, there, there was the guy walking around in the Tom Baker scarf. That was the extent okay. of Doctor Who fandom at the time. Um. So what was uh, it? What was the general kind of thing back then? What was what were people mad for? Was it was it Buffy, <laughs> Joss Whedon stuff? I don't remember. I think we. I remember our earliest panels just being snarky. Uh, big surprise. Yeah. Uh, and talking about, I think about films that were coming out or about to come out. Maybe okay. we did a book panel as well. Maybe Doc Ezra was part of that. Uh. So you know they were they were largely permutations of you know need coffee panels. Right. Things that so you guys this, talked you know, about anyway. What would eventually become, and I'll let you explain this, uh, you know, stuff like Make the Bad Men Stop, and that would have had their origins way back then. Yeah. Um, for those who don't know, Make the Bad Men Stop was a panel basically about movie adaptations, so like books or comics or uh, TV films that have been adapted into a movie and, and what Hollywood is planning in that sense, or what have they released recently. And it um, should be said that Widget was doing Dragon Con for many years before that. Well, he's a or native. At least a handful. Yeah. Well, he's not a native. He's from Alabama. No, uh, but he but, lived But there. he had lived in Atlanta a fair amount of time, and that was the home con. So from when it was a much, much smaller con. Although, that no, you know what? That was not my... I forgot that was not my first Dragon Con. Oh. My 
first Dragon Con was 1994. That's a that's a big gap. Uh, yeah. Uh, I went with uh, I was doing some work in high school with a local comic book shop and we made a trip down there the owner and I to go purchase some stuff for the shop and get it signed for the shop oh that's fun uh, I remember my so my first experience with the dragon gun was getting out of the I, I just I think the parking garage in whatever hotel it was held at at the time mm. And encountering, as soon as you exit the car, encountering someone dressed as a Klingon. And that was, uh, that remains my first impression of Dragon Con to this day. And, you know, I think it's pretty accurate. It was a much, much tinier con. I think it was probably would have been in only one hotel at that point. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think the Sheraton was, was their home. I think that's when they started out. Maybe I think, that, I, I think that's why registration is still there. I think that's like technically like the home base. <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, yeah, there yeah, are other podcasts uh, that cover that. I remember getting a lot of sketches at that convention. Can you remember? Which I still have somewhere. Uh, do I remember who it was? Uh, no, was that the one? No, I th- maybe Heroes Con was the one where I got the George Perez colored marker print George does go to Dragon Con a lot so Uh, one of those two either Heroes Con in Charlotte or Dragon Con I got uh, he was doing uh, I guess he had printed out uh, turnarounds he had done to various Teen Titans characters Uh, I think I got a Kid Flash and then then what he would do is he would uh, sign it and then color in the characters with these colored uh, highlighter pens. Oh, okay. That's fun. Yeah, it's nice. I don't know where mine is. I guess probably upstairs. Uh, you Well, you do have a fucking canyon-filling amount of... Warehouse from Raiders. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. I Someday I'm going to visit, and someday I'm going to see it all in person. And someday it's going to bury me in an avalanche and kill me. Well, you and Hal can come for the estate sale. <laughs> he hasn't made it there yet, has he? He has not. Okay, because if he ever makes plans to go, I need to know because I need to go too. <laughs> he can't be the, He can't beat me to that place. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> Wait, you two want to open boxes together? <laughs> I just don't want to hear from him for for years about everything. And you, you don't want to see uh, images posted to Facebook and Twitter? All I'm saying is, I knew you first. Hashtag Aaron's not here. Hal Lublin and yours love affair is... Uh, Jelly? It's, it's disgusting to me. <laughs> Hal, I put in the work, Johnny Come Lately. I've been there since 2007. <laughs> well, maybe he just knew how to work it. Yeah, I know, right? Uh... But uh, I guess that is a segue because Hal's coming to Dragon Con again this year for his third year, if I remember rightly. His third year, yes. His, his third first year. year was solo. His second year with was with his wife and Mark Gagliardi, his second wife. Yeah. His salt wife. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
And uh, yeah, and then this year he's solo again, right? This year he is solo again. He uh, drove them both away. I know. And it's it's funny because the first year he was solo and I shared a room with him. And then this year I'll be sharing a room with him for half the convention. Um, so when the... That's the, when you wrestle each other, right? So I, I guess I'm some sort of third wife. I don't know if that's how that works. When you get on the bed and yell, Superfly! <laughs> um, yeah, I, he he falls asleep uh, watching the WWE Network, uh, which I think is adorable. And you don't? Uh, no, I just I just cuddle him. I, we, we spoon. Um, and I can't see over his shoulder. But, uh, yeah, so he's doing stuff with us this year, as he has he done every previous year. Um, and let's let's get to the plugging. Let's actually get to promoting what the hell we're doing at this convention. Yeah. Okay. What do you want to talk about? <laughs> um, well, we're doing quiz shows again. The famous yeah. Gonzo quiz shows. Doing two quiz shows, one on Friday and one on Sunday. Are you still on numbering s- them, by the way? Uh, no. Okay. I felt like they were numbered still. No, the concerts were numbered. Okay. But this year it is not numbered. Good. Now the quiz shows were never numbered. You always had a. You did. No, they were numbered because it was like the Gonzo quiz show and then like a return to quizzing. Oh no, that's subtitled. That's not numbered. Yeah, but I felt like it was. There was a number too. I'm. I'm swear to God, I'm gonna look this up and find it because it. You have been drinking so much. Ah, see, you can't even stay straight with your jokes because I just talked about at the start of the podcast how I haven't drank in ages. So. Yeah, but we're talking Irish ages you when know it comes nothing, to drinking, so that could be like a snow. matter of minutes. <laughs> um, hold on. Uh, see how I pulled that out? No. With stereotypes. Uh, we're going to find this, and I'm going to like really just rub this in your face so hard. And yeah, I said that. It matters far more to you than it will to me. I know, exactly. But that's why I need to find this. Um, do 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 I'm going to listen to Tom Felton's Hawaii, which really should play out this Dragon Con schedule 2014, Gonzo Quiz Show 5, The Quizzening, Gonzo Quiz Show 6, Quizopolis. Do you want me to get the 2015 one up? Because I will. Sure. I don't think it carried through, but sure. Gonzo Quiz Show 9, That Darn Cat. How'd we jump to 9? Because there was the there was other ones the night before, but that was just like the last one. Ah, uh, well then now they're not not numbered anymore. Yeah, yeah, good. Because <laughs> which that, means our t-shirt sales are going to take a tumble. I know. Well, I never understood the numbering of these quiz shows at all. <laughs> well, we thought it was a big event when we first started it. Well, it is. I th- I think it is. I've the last two years especially. I've noticed on the Sunday show. Uh, Twitter has allowed me to get feedback on these quiz shows because sometimes. Oh, we, really? I've never seen any of this. What are uh, you seeing? Oh yeah, no, I've seen. I've well, I've, I've asked in previous uh, the last couple of years for people to tag it, but I've looked up like quiz show uh, Gonzo quiz or Gonzo quiz show uh, hashtags, and people have talked about like the the especially the Sunday night one because you know there are po- uh, panels on a Monday, but it's it's only really a half day. It's it's not a full day uh, of 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 conning, um, and a lot of people t- refer to our Sunday show as kind of like. Their tra- the traditional send off of the convention, 
um, and uh, we've had some very nice notes about how people lo- like you know they love it every year they won't miss it it's it's how they uh, wrap up the the convention and and they, lots of positive and nice things being said about it um, and I love I really do I love doing the, those quizzes even though I'm kind of like a fifth wheel it's like <laughs> I'm essentially I'm essentially like the the George. You are Doris. not a fifth wheel. You have at least moved up to third. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it's um, it's good fun. So we're doing that on the Friday and Sunday again this year. Yes, we're not doing all three nights, which means you're going to have to alter your teaser image. Uh, yes. Oh, of course. I I have that prepared. <laughs> oh, do you? You already have that ready to go? Yeah. Well, I have the, I have the blank image. I just have to just type in the, the greatest image that Molly ever took. Yeah, yeah. It's a wonderful uh, picture of us uh, on on um, Terry Gilliam's bed. On Terry Gilliam's bed. Me wearing Terry Terry Gilliam's house coat. Terry Gilliam's terry cloth robe. <laughs> <laughs> and it was it was rather audacious and i loved it but um yeah, yeah i think it's the only time that uh, both of our personalities have been perfectly captured on film <laughs> it is it perfectly caught our essence well lit <laughs> it's just uh entirely epic and uh yeah so we're we're gonna do those um we have the concert on the saturday which features uh it's no it's well it's not yet revealed it's going to be a big let's just say the guests i can reveal the guests yeah that's what i was gonna say it's gonna be a special evening uh with a very it's gonna be presented by some fan favorites that people have not seen in a long time uh so they'll want to be there for that and the musical and uh, comedy acts they will be presenting are uh, the Double Clicks, mm-hmm. Molly Lewis. Yeah. Who has been on this podcast? Oh, I'm sorry, Molly. Uh, Joseph Scrimshaw. Who has been on this podcast? Again. Sorry, <laughs> Joseph. Uh, Paul and Storm. And Jonathan Colton. And probably Plus more special guests. In mm. addition to that, that will appear throughout. Yeah, so it's, uh, it's a big show, big huge show. I think it starts at eight o'clock in the Atrium Ballroom. Is it? A, is it a double panel? Is it a two-hour? It is three-hour block. Three-hour block. Three-hour block. You don't get that. I don't. Ah, cultural blind spot. Yeah. Um, and then we have the improv show. I think Friday at some time. Friday at some time, which is always the best time to go see an improv show. It is. First thing in the morning. Nothing like morning improv. <laughs> yeah, got got a nose. I'll be warmed up. Um, or hungover. Sorry, hungover was the word I was looking for, not warmed up, hungover. Um, and uh, we will have a panel on – well, I have a panel on Lost – which is my baby on Friday. Uh, I'll be hosting my little last panel, uh, which is always fun. Just um, you? Any guests? Uh, no, it's always a, a fan discussion. We just get the fans in and we all talk about it. We all gab about it. 
last year I actually I wasn't even on technically on the panel I, I just I, I invited people from the audience up on the, the stage and we we I picked um, four people from the audience two boys two girls uh, or two men and two women I should say really uh, and um, they got to lead the discussion and I, I we took questions from the crowd and it was uh, it was a good time I really enjoyed it last year so we'll be doing that something similar again this year uh, and then I have a solve this uh, improv panel show uh, which I don't know what day that's on but that will be on the schedule as well and uh what else we had we did another one as well oh yeah i'm ho- i'm moderating the uh peanuts podcast what do they call it again i should know this i'm, I'm, no, I'm moderating no, the panel no no, no not, a pe- not the peanuts it's the uh it's the podcast for molly's uh musical oh that's right sorry the reason why i was referring to it as the peanuts podcast is because she actually they also do a peanuts podcast a pod- a her podcast and josh kagan yeah yeah it's uh i keep i keep this is for molly lewis's uh, big holiday musical thanksgiving versus christmas yes which they both both wrote so it's gonna have uh molly and the double clicks and joseph scrimshaw and josh kagan uh who's making his dragon con debut yeah i'm excited to meet him uh, he is great and wonderful, and you will disappoint. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very happy and flattered that they asked me to moderate the panel. Um, it should be good fun. Um, it's going to uh, be fantastic. Wonderful musical that everyone should check out, and uh, you, all the panelists are great fun. Yeah, and you can actually listen to the musical online for free if you want to go find it. So. Um, and who knows what may happen at the panel. So. Who knows? The I shadow. Should, I should probably know. I'm doing it. But no, you're there to find out. <laughs> you're there to guide discovery. Yeah. Um, so are you, you doing any other panels that are outside of the ones that myself and yourself are doing? Oh, boy. Uh, I think Dana Snyder will be back, so we'll probably muddle through a snidecast panel what's a what's a snidecast ken <laughs> i've never no, no one knows anymore no it, it, all those that know have died off <laughs> ask your parents kids no ask your grandparents kids <laughs> maybe i'll drag you in for that oh i have done them you before can, you can try interviewing us both Dana's much more open to that Oh, you think? Well, he likes talking. Yeah. He likes well, talking at the very least. Well, I can get him going. Yes, he loves talking at you. Yeah. In interview style, not so much, but I'll at least be able to say something and get him talking, and then I can sit back and well, not have we him go. ask me questions. Well, good. I'll, maybe I'll drag you in. Mm. And then I'll quietly excuse myself. Yeah. <laughs> and then finally, the hybrid of... Snidecast and Cabin Fever can be born as it was always intended to be. <laughs> um, yeah, we did. We did cross. I am the still the most guested person on the Snidecast. It's a, are you? Yes, I think it might be Paul Saborin on the Snidecast because I I snuck him in there a couple of times when Dana was unavailable. Oh, really? I think you might check that out. I think I've made four. I know you. I think I I've made four done. appearances. 
but he actually replaced Dana. Well, then he's the not technically—he's not technically a guest, then, is he? What four appearance? You there was one we ate. So when we ate, then there was a crossover that we did where, like, I did it with Dana and Brian did it with you. And I'm pretty sure I appeared on the Snidecast version and you appeared on the Calvin Fever version. Is that how it broke up? I think so. I think that's how we did it. And then uh, there was the one where the two of us called into a Skype call with you and Dana, so we were all four of us on together. Do not remember that. Yeah, that was early on in the days of Calvin Fever. That was that was early two thousand and eight. Oh, so that was another of the stepping stones to nowhere. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you got to learn a lot of lessons in life. <laughs> uh, it was one of them. <laughs> Oh, uh, what was so? What else? The uh, uh, so Snidecast panel. Uh, gonna do the real crime panel with uh, Trace and Frank and Bill. Trace Ballou, Frank Conniff, Bill Corbett, Mystery Science Theater and Rift Tracks and Cinematic Titanic and the Mads are back. Which is how uh, Frank and Trace are touring right now. Mm-hmm riffing uh and that's where each of them picks a guilty pleasure film and defends it and then is open to cross-examination about that film by the other two which with those guys so in the past uh what uh trace has picked um what the hell is the name of that damn movie uh now i've forgotten it Stephen King movie with the uh, the happening. No, that's not Stephen King. That's M Night Shyamalan. Oh, but it's, sorry, um, the fo- is this the fog? Not the fog. Uh, Dreamcatcher. Ah, weird yes. Dreamcatcher. A personal guilty pleasure of Trace's. Uh, Frank, I think for that year chose Titanic, which he genuinely loves. Uh. Bill, what did Bill choose? That was the first year, I think. And Joel, Joel chose, Joel Hudson chose Zardoz. I'm trying to think what Bill Corbett Man, chose. Zardoz is a weird lightning rod for Dragon Con. We've seen yeah. far too many Zardoz cosplayers at one time. <laughs> it, uh, that was, that was. That was a unique year. <laughs> that was the one of the moments I thought, and this is how I'll die. <laughs> Under a pile of body hair and red straps. The, uh, uh, well, I mean, that was the way you always knew you were going to die. Mm-hmm. Still is how I think I'm going to die. Uh, no, or it'll be how you live. That's how I truly find myself. Uh, so the real crime panel, I think we're doing another MST Q&A thing with them. Uh, Venture Brothers panel with Dana and Doc Hammer and Hal and I and Urbaniac, James Urbaniac. Uh, what else? They're robot, think, bones. Uh, robot bones. Robot bones. Robot bones. Robot uh, bones. Uh, never gets old. Uh, it could. 
eventually <laughs> sooner than we think uh dana and james and i i think are doing a panel uh hal and joseph and i are doing a star wars counseling panel what hold on i didn't hear about this one oh you didn't hear about this one no huh? tell me oh, i didn't hear about this one uh i'll give you the official description okay joseph scrimshaw comedian and host of the star wars podcast for center tries to make people feel better about whatever part of Star Wars they're upset with. The light side of the Force is calling. Let it in. Nice. Well, having had Joseph correct me twice on my podcast about Star Wars information. What did he correct you on? Um, I talked about Boba Fett. Um, Boba Fett? Yeah. Um, (laughs) Did he correct you on that? No, no, he didn't. I think he calls him Boba Fett. How many times do you have to have Han Solo say the name in Return of the... Boba Fett. Boba Fett. <laughs> you never said Boba Fett. Whatever, it's an accent. Um, Boba Fett. Where? Maybe Joseph isn't as big of a dick as you can. Boba Fett. And, uh, try it, try it. Come on, Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Boba Fett. I don't like it. I'll say Han, you old space pirate. <laughs> No, <laughs> um, but yeah. So that's really that should belong be good. here in my city of the clouds. Is that Euphemism. your Lando impression? Is it euphemism? Oh, okay. Go ahead. The what do you correct you on? I can't remember the other one now. I feel, uh, I, it was some. It, didn't stick. it was some minutia. I mean, like honestly, I didn't care enough. I had no problem with him correcting me. <laughs> Um, is yeah we're doing a, an improv panel as well aren't we I say we uh, Hal myself and Scott Adsit that's still happening right uh, as far as I know okay good that would have been embarrassing uh, otherwise uh, no I mean there's other things to be embarrassed about mm. but yeah I mean like I, I feel like we probably have more on the plate this year than we have in previous like we did last year but at the same time it's kind of spread out like I don't feel like you have to moderate as much as you've had to moderate in previous years no I mean I think that uh, I mean last year it, it was a bit much to try and do three quiz shows yeah over consecutive nights because they all have a lot of moving parts yeah i.e. people uh, so it's it's a difficult task to wrangle all that well, and get it all sorted. Yeah, especially with doing the concerts as well. Like if we if we didn't do the concert one night, it wouldn't be so. Which has also a ton of moving parts. Exactly. So you're just d- doubling your your workload for one night. Um, and the improv show as well kind of gets involved in that. Although I, you know, we try and take that out of your hands as much as possible. Um, but I mean, it, it's kind of we we joked before about you having your own track at the convention, the Ken track. Um, but it is it is essentially true. I mean, like you helped organize I mean, a large chunk of the programming. <laughs> yeah, there there is there's a fair amount of things that take place in some of the bigger rooms. Do you um? Do you think you'd enjoy a convention where you didn't have to organize that? Do you think you would go... 
if if you if you still had the same people going because I know a big part of Dragon Con for yourself and myself is just getting to see friends and and you know people who we get to do these panels with if you still got to you know have all those people come to the convention but you weren't organizing any of the panels so they, everybody was just getting programmed into whatever random things were being assigned to them do you think you would enjoy the weekend as much no no i think if if i'm not doing things i'm not i'm not terribly interested yeah, I, f- I find it difficult. I don't. There's not a lot of panels I want to go to that I'm not involved in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not going around. I got to go to these other panels and see these other things. <laughs> Does know, that make I'm, us bad people? Yep. Okay, good. As long as we know. Well, we, I think we've always known. <laughs> I've, I've always known. Well, how long always, did it take you? Yeah, you've always thought I was a bad person at the very least. I have to think back to when the light went out of your eyes. <laughs> If anybody can remember, I know there was a year. If anybody can remember from seeing me at Dragon Con over these last uh, seven years, let's just um, say I was going through footage, <laughs> uh, and th- I was looking at the footage from a certain quiz show that but, was being uh, random interjections from a certain member of the audience, right? Which I wasn't hosting that year. You were not. No, John was still. Yeah, I was. Just, uh, I was. Hel- was I was still. helping out backstage. Uh, I, uh, you can see in the footage me gesturing to you <laughs> while on stage in the middle of a show with a frantic uh, deal with it. Yeah, the, you, you did that military like you know clenched fists and pointy and go go go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was. Uh, that was awkward. The camera was near the person, so a lot of that stuff was picked up a lot clearer than we heard it on stage. Oh, wonderful. So it, uh, yeah, uh, memories. <laughs> um, so there are things like that. You know, there have been ups and downs. Would I have thought we would still be doing the concert this many years later? No. It really started off, uh, excuse me, as more of a lark. It's a as well, what the hell, because we did the film fest yeah the which was originally which you know to try and go till dawn <laughs> kind of insane yeah although we still kind of stay up those hours most of the time although yeah but now we're actually enjoying ourselves yeah you're just hanging out and chatting and there's less stress of swapping uh i remember the first year of swapping vhs tapes oh wow I still have those somewhere, the vhs tapes from the first year those which i think we reused days. for the second year Maybe slightly edited or some stuff added to. Before making our way to those recordable DVDs. Yeah, not even like just, you know, a hard drive or anything, still DVDs. Yep. <laughs> oh, so many permutations on that. But yeah, I remember going all night. Diehards making it to the end. So, um, I remember the year we brought in, I, I would say probably, we, oh, that we tallied it up. I think we had over $20,000 worth of prizes we gave away. Fair. We had multiple, like, uh, moving truck deliveries to the con. Well, I, I helped one year. I was around for, I think, maybe the last two of those, um, moving Massive. Marathons. 
Yeah, we had like at least six of those. Like tracks. you were pretty much if you if you showed up at the film fest, you were pretty much guaranteed to get a prize. Oh, you were pretty much guaranteed to get a couple prizes. Yeah. Oh, by the end of the night, if you had stuck around, yeah, people were walking out with handfuls of stuff. That was crazy. Um, yeah, those were those were the, the that was a logistical nightmare. Yeah, more was... so even than this because physically transporting things. And unloading and dealing with that. But oh, oh, the joy at the end of a night and having nothing. <laughs> and also, too, you just make a lot of friends really easy when you give away a lot of shit. <laughs> well, we made a lot of people that still showed up for things over multiple years because freebies. Yeah. This is a, this is a lesson, if anything, you want to learn, friends. And uh, they told their friend. I remember the year we premiered an episode of The Venture Brothers. Oh. At one of the film fests. Maybe for season three? No, maybe season two? No, season three. Ah, no, one of the seasons. Early seasons. Yeah. So Still a long time ago. Ten years ago, at least. Yeah, well, considering the gap between seasons, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I wasn't trying to be, like, funny with that ten gap. But now you are. <laughs> um, so it's... Uh, yeah, it's stressful. I think, if anything, we can say to people who are listening, who are going to Dragon Con, uh, A... We really hope we see you there, and we hope that you come to the things that we're putting on. We're, oh, yeah, it's nice and enjoyable for all them. It's I mean, great. Yeah, we should be putting on... They just on, have to show up, is, and I hope, I hope a, they do. I hope it's a great show for you. If you see us, um, and we're not desperately running somewhere, because that can happen uh, when you try to get to a panel on time, but if we're hanging around and you see us, give us a hug or a drink or something, uh, because Lord knows we'll need us. <laughs> <laughs> it don't hurt us it, it's an emotionally draining <laughs> weekend so uh, feel free if you if you approach Aaron expect a cry and a, cry and a cuddle at least a cuddle although by the end of the thing you know you have generally gotten sick so maybe expect a cuddle too oh no I, I'm, I, I, it's only been like two years I got sick out of the seven I've gone that's a pretty good ratio my voice tends to go. That's always true. My voice always kind of goes. Last year, I think, was probably my wor- the worst for my voice going in years. Well, I felt like last year was the year that you used the spray the least, because you were always very kind of diligent about using that throat spray in previous years. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm going to have to remember that this year. Yeah. Yeah, by the end of that, and that was before, you know, a 10-day, or it was 10, no, 7-day, seven 7-day seven trip to Disney World. Is that on the cards again this year? No. Okay. Uh, so no, I was I was pretty much flat out the worst. Well, I mean, remember Dragon Con play, played a part. Circling back, see how we do this, Aaron. Yeah. Circling back to the uh, collapse at Disney World. <laughs> uh, Dragon Con played a part in that. Oh, I can only imagine. Yeah, because that was the year that. I did Dragon Con, so that's intense and draining. Mm. And then I went straight from Dragon Con to Disney World. And Dana was unable to go to Dragon Con that year, but I drove down Monday morning? No, it would have been Tuesday. You always say Monday night. Mm, I thought I left it. Well, I mean, Tuesday morning, first thing. And I got to Orlando just in time. I got to check into my hotel and then made it back out 
in time to go pick up Dana from the airport. So then we did Disney World and Universal for the next four days. And then on Friday, and this is very hot, uh, on Friday we drove back, we drove to, uh, where the heck was the Film Fest? Uh, We did the uh, Film Fest starting that Friday. And it was that weekend that I got sick, which I thought was just a stomach bug. But come to find out, it was the earliest start of heat exhaustion. Yeah. Which led to massive headache and cramping and sickness, which was just pure dehydration. So I was confused on that. That's when you learned the electrolytes rule. And then I had – no, I wasn't – it was hydration without electrolytes. I didn't learn that. Okay. Uh, electrolytes came a year later. Okay. <laughs> uh, so already I'm depleted and tired and this is now you know two weeks in to this massive, long, exhausting trip. Uh, and what happened was I left where we had the film, the film festival – that Monday morning and was driving back and I still had one day left on my pass at Disney. Oh, I know. And I heard about this because you were just like, yes. I got to use it. I got to well, use it. Well, I was passing by. <laughs> Didn't you know, it would probably be another year before I made my way back. I'll go and I'll hit a couple of rides. I was, I thought I was feeling better. I had had, uh, I think a banana and some water before I left the house we were staying at. Uh, and I, I remember in the car putting in a piece of bubble gum to chew. And as soon as the juice from the bubble gum hit my stomach, I was intensely nauseous. And so then, uh, purged my stomach (laughs) at a gas station on the way. Thought I was feeling better, not really thinking that in doing so, I pretty much also ejected all of the water I had drunk. So that was not going to benefit me. Mm. Showed up at the park already uh, exhausted and uh, dehydrated. Must ride Space Mountain. Disney World, if you've ever been to Disney World, uh, and you will go one day, Aaron. It is a large process just to get into the park. You have to park and make your way in. There's there's a lot of travel and transition in the heat and and a lot of walking just to get into the damn park. So I was already exhausted and run down. And the first ride I went on was towards the front of the park, which was Space Mountain, which is a lot of motion. And so maybe the smart thing would have been to take a little break. And chill out and get something to drink. But I thought, you know, I'm going to go do what I, the ride I had just ridden or been able to ride because of the weight loss for the first time uh, with Dana the previous week was Big Thunder Mountain. Actually, Space Mountain I would ridden for the first time with him as well. Uh, made my way back to Big Thunder, which is another long trek through the park. The whole time feeling, okay, I'm just going to go on this. I'm going to, I've told this story before, but now we're into it, right? Mm. Uh, I was, I'll go on the ride. I'll take a break afterwards. I'm just going to get through this ride. 
get up to the line. It's you know I had the the it was a short short line to get in, but it was still a decent wait. Let's say a ten minute wait. So slowly advancing, and as I'm advancing, I'm going through. Just going to go through the ride. Going to take a break. Go through the ride. Going to take a break. I'm going to get to the end of the ride. I'm going to take a break. Almost to the ride, I'm like, I just, I just, I'm going to just sit down on the ride. All I need to do is just get onto the ride, and I'm going to be fine. I just need to get on, sit down on the ride, and I'm going to be fine. Uh, I got to the boarding gate where you're standing right, you know, the gates that swing out to allow you to then access your car. So I had moved to the front. So I was going to be getting on the next car. Uh, and so there you have the gates. I'm standing at the gates in the back. The vehicle, when the gates open, would have been about two, three feet in front of you. It's, you know, train car that you get into. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mantra at this point is I just have to get on. I just have to sit down. I just have to sit down. It'll all be fine. I just have to sit down. My last memory is the gates opening in front of me as my vision went to a pinhole and black. (laughs) So the gates were open. My next memory was of hearing somebody ask me if I was okay. At which point I noticed there were faces above me, which was an odd perspective shift. Mm. Uh, so I was on the ground. Uh, so I had passed out. Uh, basically, borderline heat stroke. Uh, now, the, th- the thing that was worrying, the I could have died moment, was that I fell backwards. I could have fallen forward. The gates had already opened, which means I would have had an unimpeded full acceleration fall into the entrance for the cart, which would have been, you know, there's an edge there that my head probably would have slammed at full force against. So. Good times. I was then led off the ride, feeling slightly embarrassed. They ran off and got me a free water, so that's how you get free things out of Disney. <laughs> I sat there composing myself for a minute, uh, long enough to where the people who had I had fallen back on got off the ride after their ride and the anecdote they had been able to form for this trip. <laughs> which point, you know, I... Filled a little bit that, you know, yeah, next thing we knew, you just collapsed on us. Uh, eventually, I just moved on. I thought, you know what? I'm going <coughs> to go get something to drink, something more, get something to eat. So I got, sat and got something to eat, something to drink. And then I was starting to piece together about the idea of it being dehydration, mm. uh, the root cause of, oh, that's why I was sick this whole weekend. And that's all this. Uh, but, you know. There is still psychosis and mania. So I went on. But that was there before. I'm going to go on a nice cool ride. I'll go on. I'm here. I'll go on Pirates of the Caribbean. Well, I'm still here. And the Enchanted Tiki Room is nice and cool. I'll go on that. And then I'm like, I mean, I'm feeling a little bit better now. I mean, I'm still here. 
I really should go on Big Thunder Mountain. And so I made my way back. Uh, I'm sure I noticed some odd looks from the cast members. Oh, he's back. Mm. But I had to go. I couldn't leave and let the ride win. Uh, I will. And then I had a 13 hour drive. Oh, <laughs> as we said at the start of the podcast, Ken, it is not for me to judge you, but the listeners. <laughs> well, do you want to create a hashtag for them to judge me with? Yeah. I'll, what I'll do is I'll, I'll create a Twitter poll <laughs> when the podcast comes out. <laughs> they, can, they can answer the Twitter poll. You do that. How much of an idiot you were. A big idiot or a really big idiot. <laughs> I will say I have learned a lesson about electrolytes. Yes, you have, sir. <laughs> Water can, is not enough. We we always ask people. I say we. I always ask people um, what song it's they want. It's a real wanna, we. The, yeah, that's true. Uh, what song they want to play out on at the end of the podcast. So what would you like? Tom Felton's Hawaii. Tom, I kind of thought it would be. <laughs> My gift to everyone. <laughs> and please, go buy it on iTunes, where it's been available for, I think, what, four years? Oh, I think it was six. Uh, oh, 2011. So, fifth anniversary of Tom Felton's Hawaii. Woo! Oh, and just listen to all his stuff. And I think he's going to be a Dragon Con this year, isn't he? He is indeed. Oh, if, if the dream is still to get him to, to perform that song live uh, at something, <laughs> so I, f- fingers crossed, everybody. Okay, oh, now you got me thinking. <laughs> All right, well, think off podcast. We're gonna we're gonna leave it there. So say say goodbye to everybody. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> I woke this morning and much to my dismay The snow's been falling, it's been coming down since yesterday I go outside to try and start my car Three hours later, haven't got very far Because the window's frosted over and I still can't see I fall into a dream and I wish that I could be In Hawaii And kicking back is where